0: y'all. This whole thing started as a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, saying, hey, let's record. Maybe other people will enjoy sitting at the table with us. The fact that you're here listening to us play D&D will never fail to be wild to me. If you like what you hear, and you want to peek behind the door, I invite you to join our Patreon. By contributing to the Patreon, you can gain access to exclusive, handcrafted content, while also helping us pay for things like podcast hosting and logo designs. It's tough out here. On top of that, each subsequent tier allows access to the previous tier's rewards. The $2 tier grants you the title of Honorary Son, while giving you access to the patron-only Discord channel and a bonus entry into our giveaways. The $5 tier knights you as a hero of the Ten Towns, giving you early access to our episodes and access to our patron-exclusive one-shots. The $10 tier elects you to Ted Johnson's Cabinet, which opens the cover to Fang's detailed note-taking journal and lets you know of future Suns projects currently in the works. Thanks for everything you do, Patreon aside. Without you, we wouldn't be here. The link to the Patreon is in the link tree in our Twitter bio. We hope to see you out there. Thanks for listening, and stay frosty.
1: back to severed sons everyone hey, Welcome hey. The boys in- we are Greetings. a frost maiden actual play DD podcast and we are excited to bring you tales of the frozen north and the everlasting Shh. rhyme my name is ron murphy dungeon master and around the virtual table we have
0: what's up everyone my name is paul and i'm playing donar dracodonian the green dragonborn monk hey it's your boy Ross, <laughs> playing the newly Twilight
2: cleric, Shifter hey. Fang. Ah.
3: Hey. hey guys, it's Blake, playing Kai Raiju, the human, made-up ninja monk class. <laughs>
1: <laughs> little bit of this, a little bit of that. A little bit
2: of that. <laughs> Naruto.
4: Yo, I'm Josh, I'm playing Slush the Tortle Fighter. Um, what's he gonna say today?
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Please let that be the catchphrase every time. What's he gonna say to It's slush.
5: <laughs> it's slush.
0: How do I follow that?
6: Uh, hey, it's Zach playing tracks. The red... I, you, I don't know if anyone knows that he's red. Uh, red cobalt <laughs>
1: asshole. Artificer. <laughs> Oh, hey, how soul. do you get that class? It's,
3: it's a multi-class. That's the, class. That's the uh, multi-class real deep for that one.
1: Yeah, how many levels do you have an asshole? Uh, nine. We're only <laughs> level <least>. four. <laughs> He's been working for a while. One thing I want to do uh, before we start is I do. We usually do this at the end, but I want to thank our audience and our listeners. Oh yeah, I know you're out yeah. there. You're all over yeah. the world, and we are so happy to have you. Please. Uh follow us on Twitter at Severed Sons D. Uh find us on Facebook, uh leave us a review on a podcast, give us an email, uh anything. Please talk to please, us, talk to us, us. Wow. anything. Let us know what you think.
2: Yeah, follow us individually too, because like I'm I'm so I'm super available for conversations and yeah. funny gifs.
1: We want to hear from you. Well, let's begin tonight's episode of Severed Sons episode twelve, Knights of the Black Sword. Ooh. Last time, you were told by the guards at Caer Deneval that you could camp overnight in the ruined stable behind the castle. Upon entering, you saw a broken wagon shift, then something invisible dropped down into the snow, leaving dwarven-sized footprints. The mysterious figure dashed for the exit. Tracks. you chased it outside, only to be attacked by two more figures emerging from the shadows. The creatures were Duragar. Deep dwarves from the Underdark with magical abilities that allow them to turn invisible and to increase their size and their strength. You fought them off, and the Duragard attempted to flee on axebeaks, but with clever planning and spellcasting, you slew the gray-skinned dwarves. After searching the fallen foes, Donar, you saw that one of them was holding a crude sword-shaped pendant made from a strange glassy black material. Upon returning to the stables, the castle guards had changed their minds and invited you into the castle to rest and to question you about the great ruckus that you had caused. You were brought to a banquet hall in the castle and provided with a warm fire and leftover bread and stew. You met the majordomo, a paunchy tiefling named Kadroth, who wore a well-made but similar pendant to the one you found on the Duragar. Kadroth told you to make yourselves at home and that he would speak to you about the Duragar in the morning. Kai, you weren't content to sit and wait, so you snuck upstairs to find the ailing speaker of the town of Caer Deneval, and you found his bedchamber. While the rest of the party distracted the guards, you picked the lock to find a speaker in his chamber, very much the picture of health. Kadroth returned upon hearing the commotion, and demanded to know what was going on. Kai... You use your mage hand to hold a dagger up to the throat of Speaker Kranek and said, Looks like we
3: got a little bit of a
1: Luskin standoff here. Uh-huh. So why don't we all
3: just sit together and have a nice chat?
1: You hear Kadroth's voice boom down into the banquet hall, and he says to Kai, Very well. I wish to wait till morning, but I guess we have to have a conversation now. Let's go downstairs.
3: I'm going to uh, look to Craddock and usher him
1: past. I I thought you were going to save me. Aren't you here to save me?
3: Yeah, well, uh, that was the plan, and then you are just awful. So this is the better way to do this. Trust me. Make sure he washes his hands. <laughs> it, it's, that's, I don't think that's going to solve the problem here.
0: Donar has, uh, has curled up on the table after standing up to fight before and he's going to shout out, don't worry, Kai, it's all part of the dream, nothing's real. Uh, Slush is up in the corner, kind of tucked into his shell a little bit, trying to
1: sleep, but obviously that's not happening now. <sighs>
4: He'll, uh we we heard that they're going to come downstairs. Well, that's what Kadroth
1: said. I don't know what's
4: actually yeah. happening. Uh, but we heard that. All right, then Slush will- Again, begrudgingly, very, very slowly, just trying to get across how annoyed he is, come <laughs> out of his shell and oh, stand wow. up and uh, come come over here. <laughs> here. Okay.
7: I feel like Slash is really coming out of his shell. <laughs>
3: yeah, it's nice to see. I'll also say to the other guy that was in the room with uh, Craddock, can you clean him up? I mean, honestly, you got company.
1: Uh, Craddock says, give me a second and I'll be ready. And he goes over... <laughs> And basically, goes just goes over and starts freshening up. Let's just put it that way.
2: Thank God. Good for you.
1: <laughs> the, the guard that's in there is kind of, like, turning away. The speaker puts on a robe over his bedclothes. He's ready to go out. What are you doing with the mage hand, by the way?
3: I'm keeping it on him, just kind of hovering around.
1: Okay.
0: And the dagger's kind of, like, just floating around his general head mm-hmm. area. It should be noted that uh, Donar's astral arms are still up, so when he's curled down to sleep, his regular arms are kind of crossed as he lays on his side, and the astral arms are crossed over his regular arms. (laughs) He's trying to keep as warm as possible, because it's cold out here for a dragonborn.
1: Uh, Kai, Kadroth moves over to the landing, and the rest of you can see Kadroth on the landing on the north wall. Uh, They're following you. Basically... The guard is pushing uh, the speaker, not pushing, but, like, allowing the speaker to go first. So Kai goes first, and then it's the well, speaker.
3: I would insist that they go in front of
1: me. Okay. And they come down to this, the landing. Okay, I'm right behind. The two guards down at the bottom, they look up at uh, Kadroth. He's They're kind of, like, shrugging their shoulders. And Cadroth says, Stand guard at the door! Just tired of you knuckleheads and the two guards go and stand do they okay. have the necklaces on them
6: the the two guards make a perception check uh 17
1: it looks like they have cords around their neck but they go underneath their shirts okay
2: all right as they come down the stairs fang is waiting at the bottom with a big smile, and he says, Kai, good to see you again, and uh, I assume, uh, Mr. Speaker, it is a pleasure. Good to see you this evening.
1: <sighs>
3: you should have seen him five minutes ago. Some rescue,
1: this is.
7: Wait, I'm sorry, rescue?
1: Kedroth says, the speaker is a little bit touched. I,
7: I'm I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, yes, you were very kind to us, thank you for letting us stay here. Speaker, please, please continue what you were saying.
1: Um uh, Kadroth says, yes, please do. And, and the speaker says, well,
7: well y- yes, please do.
1: And <laughs> he kind of looks back at Kadroth and looks to all of you. You're not here for a rescue, are you? T- to Kai.
3: Well, currently, we're just trying to figure out exactly what's going on here. We're just a little bit more than a little bit confused. I will explain all,
1: Kadroth says.
3: Why don't you start with uh, that thing hanging around your neck there?
1: We are knights of the Black Sword. We are uh, worshippers of a patron named Levistus. Levistus? All of us were destined to die in the wilderness in Swindale. In our dying breath, we were given a vision. The story is different from person to person. But for me, I was freezing to death as a sacrifice, as one of Targus's sacrifice. <laughs> this was before they were freezing people out in the middle of that field outside oh, yeah. the city. We, they would just turn us out into the wilderness.
7: Oh, we've been there.
1: I received this vision to just crawl a little further. And my hand found this weird piece of black stone. And suddenly I felt warm. And I could stand and I i, I, I knew that I could make it back to town. So I went to Rin Shander this is where I met my servant, Mir. I had received a dream once I got back to full health that Levistus was the one who saved me. And he communicates to all of us. That is who we are. And we are here to make sure that Icewind Dale remains safe. Please, just let us sit down. Good idea. And he kind of walks past Kranic as he walks down to the table. He sits like in the middle table. But, and Kranic kind of gives everybody make an insight roll. Kranich gives like a really kind of like scared look. All of a sudden, he was not this scared.
0: Do you want Donar to make that as well, since he's like half in, half out, asleep, eyes closed? Uh,
1: make it at disadvantage. How's yeah. that?
0: Mine was a four, so Flush got a no. seventeen. Okay, that's an eight for Donar. Dirty
2: twenty for Fang.
1: Cadroth gave him quite a stern look as he walked past him, and Cadroth sits. And says to one of the guards, and says, "Please go wake up Mir.
0: Bring no, us some No, don't mail.
3: don't wake up Mir. Leave her alone. Leave no, her alone. No, of no, this. no, 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 no.
0: Don't always gonna mumble. If y'all want stoop, I'll make you some. <laughs> I said, is
3: he here? Is he all the way here right now?
0: Oh, dude, don't worry. It's it's my dream. I can no, do whatever he's, the he's- frick I want. <laughs> He's not. He's not all he's the, not way, all the way here when he's awake. Okay, let's so, sit, shall we? Yeah, Kranick
1: comes and sits at the head of the table. The guard goes over to.
3: This all seemed like a great idea until I started thinking about it again today.
0: <laughs> that's always how it works, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. all right. We're we're in it now. I mean, not me.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the speaker sits down. Cadroth sits down, and he says, "After we heard the fighting outside, we have a." For lack of a better term, a soothsayer who told me that your coming had been foretold. And that's why I wanted to wait until morning. The, so everyone can get a nice rest. It is late in the evening.
7: Hang on. I'm, I'm sorry. So you knew well, you expected you expected, her. expected her. us, I don't believe correct?
1: believe half the things she tells me.
7: She, she expected us. And you made us sleep in the barn?
1: I did not make you sleep in the barn. I was not aware of you until those two explosions outside uh, of the castle. Okay. And Cranic said Cranic mumble your Cranic mumble my castle.
2: Fang has moved to the head of the table but doesn't sit. He stands uh right next to Kadroth, and mm-hmm. he he leans kind of like haunches over, leans on the table with almost intimidation and he's like what well, I don't understand. Is that from the moment we got into town, we were told that this man right here, as he points to the speaker, was too ill to host company. He is. Uh, that he was on his deathbed. And the gentleman here, uh, looks like he is the 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 picture of of good health.
1: Well, other than shitting out the shitty food that they make me.
2: A uh, speaker cranick, uh <laughs> forgive me, uh I'm sorry to pull you out of your bed at such an hour, uh, but are you are you ill?
1: Kadroth turns, and the bench that he's sitting on creaks, and Krennic looks at all of you and says, They are taking good care of me. I am sometimes out of my mind, I guess. Boy, that was really convincing. Kadroth says, See? He admits he's been sick, and we are taking care of him.
3: It doesn't sound like he's under any kind of duress at all.
4: I am not under any kind of duress at all. Jesus Christ. Slush is gonna get just really annoyed and stand up very quickly and kind of raise his voice a little bit and just say, What is going on here? Trax is going to take um he's gonna take a gold
6: coin out of his wallet. And uh, he's going to go over and put it into
7: speaker the speaker's hand and say, I apologize that I was rude about not being able to sleep inside the castle castle initially. But here is a gold coin. You may inspect it to make sure it is gold. To pay for any expenses that, that we've troubled you with. And... The coin is I is mm-hmm. I'm going to use my magical tinkering
6: okay. to tinker on the coin and the coin will have a a message on it that says if you are in danger, put both hands in the air. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh how does the coin work? Does it say it out loud? Does it like mentally project
6: It's it's just a text. It's just it's a static visual it's on the of coin. twenty-five words. So basically, of text, like, but it's just it's one it, of those like word on like, the scrolls yeah.
1: that you do on a phone or something, like, Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch.
4: like e pluribus unum. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, um, pretty much. He looks at it, kind of looks
1: at you. Oh, I wish that I could. He says to you.
6: Well, uh, I'm going to turn to Kai and I'm going to look at him and I'm going to say, "I think I've heard enough."
2: Um,
1: what do you think? Kedroth says. Now, hear me out. And he gets up and moves to the front doors
2: as he moves to the front door uh, i would like to cross my arms and in doing so i'm uh casting vigilant blessing on myself to grant Excellent. myself advantage on my next initiative roll
1: he says if you would before this breaks into something bloody which i do not want and it is way too late to have any sort of conflict this discussion we're having has leaves a distasteful taste in my mouth as well. I, I'm sorry that you were being drugged into it. But, please, why don't you listen to our soothsayer? Hear what she has to say before you make any rash decisions. Bring her in. Can this happen now? Before something breaks out and somebody kills somebody else? How would it- uh, Let me tell if- you this. Levistas told me tonight not to harm you. And I vow on Levistus himself not to
2: harm you. Well, as a religious man myself, I I, I appreciate religion this, roll. and I will make a religion roll. <laughs> While he does that, uh, Trax is going to say,
7: That's very kind of you. Thirteen. You're not going to harm us tonight. Unless you do something. Oh, but there's a caveat. Well, you, if you attacked us,
1: we would have to defend ourselves. That wouldn't go well for you.
2: What would you say to bringing the soothsayer into the, this current room?
1: She is ancient and grumpy, and I'd rather not,
2: if I'd unless I, we had to. Of course, uh, an elderly woman should if, not, What if
1: you would like to
2: convince her to come down? An elderly woman should not be disrupted in such a way. But uh, it, I've, I would feel much better, I must insist, that you will come with us.
1: Uh, of course, I will I will introduce you. How's that?
2: And you will stay. And he, Fang, kind of stands up and, like, kind of cracks his knuckles just by making fists.
1: Kedroth leans into one of the uh, guards to his left, whispers something quietly. Ooh, nice roll. Okay. Um, to him, which you can't quite make out unless somebody makes a oh, 24 perception check.
3: Uh, mm, let's give it a shot.
1: Yeah, Kai can probably do it. Come
2: on.
3: I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it. Physically cannot. Oh, no. It's 14.
1: 23
2: is the highest I can get.
1: Perception, you say? So I
6: have to roll a 20
0: to get it. Nope, I roll a 4.
1: Ross, I'm texting you something right
0: now. Oh, okay. As that happens, Donar is just gonna mumble to the room, Ask your doctor about levistus." <laughs> at that point Trex is just gonna go over and smack Dom oh, on the back of the oh, head Slush
4: is holding Blood this table break. so hard that his claws are starting to
0: scratch into it look we need <laughs> you awake I'll, I'll watch the dream fine G- so is going up
1: to speak to the uh, to get the soothsayer or Cadroth is
0: uh
3: Cadroth
0: uh
3: Kai Kai uh, uh, i should go we all, I feel
0: like we should all if I'm awake I wanna go why don't, if Okay, if, we just, if we're just bringing her here, I, why don't we this, just, this go just, there.
3: just go up there?
7: That's what let's I offered off before. Let's, let's cut out the middle man. Excellent. Look, we didn't realize it was
2: going to be such a hassle. A to-do.
0: Yeah, but it's a dream, dude. This is getting...
2: Fang stays off the shoulder of Kadroth a little far back, but he okay. He has got, like, laser eyes on that motherfucker. Yeah, he does.
1: Kadroth takes you upstairs, up to the main landing, to goes left to the west. Goes down the um, balcony on the west side of the banquet hall. And there's a door in the middle of the hallway on the west wall up on that balcony. He opens it with a key, goes in. There's a hallway that goes back uh, 15 feet and ends in a door on the south and the north. And he goes into the door to the north and opens it and kind of knocks quietly. And you hear a voice, like, Go away! Elderly, elderly voice. Go away, I don't want any. I'm trying to sleep here. Um, Kedro says, We have the visitors you asked about. Well, send them in! Send them in! And you go in. A chilly draft wafts through this bedroom despite a roaring fire in the hearth. Uh, bundled under a thick quilt and seated in a, squ- a squat rocking chair in front of the fire is a venerable dwarf with a wooden peg leg where her right foot should be. Next to her, on a small table, a plate of food that's been sitting there just cold. It looks like... Donar, you would recognize this. It looks like mm-hmm. two fillets of knucklehead trout. And you see kind of like like a couple of like just... Icy bits of like goat's milk kind of floating on top of it. It's really cold in here despite the fire.
0: Donar's gonna, uh, if, if we're all there, right, we're all going, I think we're all in this room. Yeah. So Donar is gonna say, Oh, excuse me, I don't know what's going on, but if you want me to spruce up that fish, because I could tell you did not like it. I'm not very fond of trout. Oh, you'll be fond of my trout. Don't worry. Y'all talk about whatever this is. And, and I'm going to take... Let me guess. When Fang, when, when, no, I, when he says,
2: uh, you will be fond of my trout, Fang leans over to Slush, like, kind of makes up a euphemism about it. It's just trying to fit in, and he's like, hey, like, she likes his trout, huh? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as
7: Trek sees that she doesn't have a leg, he's, he's going to say, oh, let me guess, you are out in the frozen wilderness... You acquired frostbite in your leg. You thought you were going to die. You found a little necklace that saved you. Um... Am I right?
1: Yes, but I was foretold of it in advance. Mm. I've been dreading this moment. I had a dream of two explosions. Duergar dying. I knew you were coming. I just didn't know when.
3: Check
7: and check.
1: And I dread the moment. I dread this moment. Why? You are my doom.
7: Oh, I promise we won't kill you. How
1: about that? (laughs) Um, Kadroth is kind of like, he's going to back. He's in the room, but he's in the back by the door. Then
2: so is Fang. Uh, Fang's on the other side of the door. He, uh, like, in the hallway? No, I'm sorry. Like, if he's back by the door on the left side of the door, Fang's on the right side of the door. In in the room with him. Got it. All right,
7: if you are a soothsayer, um, prove it it to us. Tell... You know what? Tell me something about us.
4: I don't believe that's how it works, Trax.
7: I just, I just want to see. I just want to see. I, I, do you know how it works, Slash? I'm sorry. <laughs> all, Are you a soothsay? All I
1: know is that I have foreseen Icewind Dale's true destruction at the hands of the Duragar. Yeah.
3: Good thing we got a head start on smoking some of those outside, then.
1: And she, she's like, spits. And actually spits in on top of the Trout. And she says, a dead Durgar is a good thing.
7: Hmm. No. Well, all right, we're on the same team. Team yes, dead Durgar. Right, anyway. Some, with an, in, an opinion Will like someone this...
1: someone shut the kobold up? He is interrupting my train of thought, and I do not have much time left.
7: I'll tell you, they've tried
2: for, for a, a few, few pick days now, up, and it Flush Flush doesn't work. Gonna... <laughs> Fang would like to uh, just step in and be like, forgive me. You say that we are your doom. The only way that I see this happening is if you are working for the Frostmaiden herself.
1: She spits again, and this time you see blood in the spittle on top of the trout.
2: Ugh.
7: <laughs> is that different from the original spit? Does that mean something?
1: <laughs> she says, I know where I'm going after I die, and I'm looking forward to it. She breathes heavily and says with effort. I am done. And this coward, and she nods to the tiefling, will be taking over the cult. Say what you will, it is a cult. It is not a knighthood. Yeah, he doesn't look very much like a knight.
4: (laughs) Do you wish for us to kill you?
1: I believe that after I've imparted the information that I will quickly pass into the Nine Hells.
7: Well, that's not our fault.
3: And what happens, per se, if uh, this information reaches a dead end?
1: Let's just say the information that I give you is truthful and also could be your doom as well. If you try to follow stray leads or follow it before you are powerful enough, it will be to your destruction. I know that you are Gaining quite a reputation here in the north. That much I saw in my dream. I saw the white moose. Okay, she's legitimate. I saw the. You take the antlers. Such a demeaning death to such a noble creature. Yeah,
3: the moose was
7: kind yeah, of fucking coming. all. Eh, it was a pretty shitty person. Slush
4: shuffles around a little bit to try to hide the antler that's somehow on his body. <laughs> I don't know how he's carrying that thing.
1: This is my dream, and this is the information I must impart to you before I pass on. A Durgar warlord named Zardarok Sunblight will conquer Icewind Dale unless you stop him. He has a fortress in the spine of the world hidden away. It contains, among other things, a forge powered by the still-beating heart of a red dragon. And he has a plan for a systematic destruction of each of the ten towns. He has spies everywhere. Beware the sunblight.
7: Why are you telling us all of this? Because
1: Levisus commanded
7: it.
2: And what side does Levisus stand on in terms of the Frostmaiden?
1: I know that Levisus cares not of the Frostmaiden's petty games. Levisus only wishes to see that Icewind Dale continues to survive.
2: And this Zardarok, you say, they are coming to conquer Icewind Dale during the Rhyme?
1: They are from the Underdark. They can only survive at night on the surface. Where else to build a new Durgar kingdom but a place where the sun has been banished?
7: You're actually making a lot of sense. Um, I
1: usually do. The dreams are relentless and true.
7: So how do we stop him?
1: That's your job. My job. <laughs> and blood just kind of bubbles up. My job is done. Leave me.
0: Donor's been uh, tinkering with one of the pieces of trout with his his blend of spices and he's gonna say I'm so sorry you're gonna die. That sucks. Uh, if you would wish a last meal, I bestow upon you my uh, a good trout. And he's gonna <laughs> pop it on the plate and kind of walk away with his hands in the air. Me? May- very Make tactful. a cooking roll. very tactful. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> performance. We. Do.
1: Uh, performance. Yeah. Uh, you're at disadvantage to this because she's.
0: She died. But I can. I have my proficiency bonus, right? Since I yeah. used mm-hmm. my. All right. Yep. Okay. So that. Oh, uh, it's a nine.
1: She just takes the plate and just slams it to the floor. Goat milk, going everywhere. Yeah. And with the effort of it, kind of... <laughs> she pulls back. Leave me. And just starting to breathe very heavily. And she closes her eyes. What do you do? Kadroth is kind of like chuckling a little bit. Under his breath.
3: Boy, you're a sick fuck, huh? I'm gonna walk over to her. And what? And using one finger, I'm gonna put it right to her chest. And cast Shocking Grasp. And try to put her out of her misery. Okay. Oh, oh fuck
1: that's six points of lightning damage the lightning bolt lights up and her eyes fling open and you see a bit of fire and then the fire fades and suddenly her eyes is completely no pupils go blue and she stops moving and breathing and then suddenly you hear a crack as her entire body just freezes in place on the chair
7: Well, I hope she enjoys her descent into Avernus.
2: Look at camera. <laughs> Slush gives him a really dirty look. spotted by Liquid Death. <laughs> all right,
6: but all seriousness, Is that not what you um, say? once that happens,
5: <laughs> yeah. Well, if Ron keeps it in the podcast, that's what I say. <laughs> uh,
6: and after that's done. Um, Trax is going to draw his pistol, whip around to Kadroff, and hold it right in
7: front of him and say, And where do you stand on this Duragar insurrection?
1: Lavistus has commanded us to fight the Duragar menace and protect at least this ten towns, and to find more of our kind out there in the wilderness. You see, we found
3: some of your kind, but uh, turns out it was a, a Duergar.
1: What are you talking about?
7: The Durgar we slayed had the exact same necklace that you're wearing. Well, it, more crude and rudimentary, but it seems like they also worship this particular patron of yours. The
1: do not worship Lovistus. I can promise you that. Who's got
0: that thing? Who's got that? Show him.
7: Don't show him. I I was gonna,
0: I was gonna lie to him, but since you mentioned it, all right. uh, (laughs) And he's gonna pull it (laughs) out of his pocket and kind of let it dangle from one finger. Okay. Uh, May I? I I don't know if I'd want you to. Here, turn turn it around. Show me the back. Uh, Okay. um, He's gonna flip it. Put it back on the. Metal and he kind of
1: points to a corner of it on the back where the, the metal backing of the stone is. Um, there's a little tiny set of initials scratched into the metal.
0: I'm going to take a look at that.
1: We have several guards who went missing, searching the wilderness outside the castle for others of our kind, other knights. I think this belonged to uh, Lawn, and the initial has LB on it.
4: Uh, Inside check. I'll
6: do
0: the same. Yeah. Same here. 17 for slush. Dirty 20 uh, for tracks. 20 minus 17 is 3. <laughs> Kadroth says,
1: <laughs> the knights of the Black Sword would never part with so- something that is so precious to them. He must be dead. The Durgar must have killed him and taken this.
3: Well, you're welcome for getting it back, then. So, one more quick question before we... Demand that you let us go back to sleep. Why keep him alive?
1: Look at it this way: the Tin Towners think think that Kadrick is uh, that Kadrick They the Tin Towners think that Kadrick is ill in this hold up in the castle. He did not do much as a speaker. He had servants. He ran him into the ground. He was mean to them. He required a good portion of the food and drink that was brought to Karadenneval. We're making sure that the town survives. He was not. So... We were keeping it hidden because we would not think that the town townspeople would en- enjoy knowing that a cult was living as Hethel, so brilliantly put it, would living in their castle.
3: Boy, you guys are doing a terrible job at lying. I mean, here's the deal. He's locked up in the room anyways, right? He never goes out in public?
1: Never goes out in public. We have we have him sign stuff.
3: Just for just signature. There are
1: papers that get sent. You don't even need this goof. Are you saying what I think you're saying? Guy.
3: This guy is an asshole. If he's not doing you any good, then...
4: Why keep him around? Uh, I'm gonna ready, um, I don't know, an attack on if uh, Cadrex tries to do anything here. Kai, he says, Lavisus has commanded us
1: to ensure the safety of the speaker. Hmm. We will not kill him.
2: Your burden. If you ensure, if you ensure his safety then why does he fear you so?
1: I don't know. He is a little bit of an asshole, as you say. Maybe I just yelled at him a little bit too much one day.
2: Every time you look at him, he cowers with fear. And I want to know why.
1: I don't know why. He is... He is... Ask him yourself.
6: Trax is going to holster his pistol after hearing all this. And he's going to turn to the
7: group and say... I think that there perhaps are greater forces at work here than we are privy to.
4: Agreed.
7: Well, only one way to find out.
1: Kadroth says, shall we retire back to the banquet hall?
0: Sounds good. Let's go downstairs. Please. Yeah, I'm tired, dude.
1: And he leads you downstairs, goes first. And you get to the balcony, and you look down... There are, in addition to the two guards, the three guards that were here before, eight more guards have come in Woo! to the room. Craddock's just sitting there, kind of snoring with his head, his arms crossed on the table and his head down.
7: Are we having a slumber party with all of the, the town's guards? I was you
0: to earlier, dude, but I think this isn't a dream anymore.
1: Kedro says, we have done our duty as Lavista has commanded and had you talk to the soothsayer. If you wish to speak, to sleep here for the rest of the night and get your rest, we will see you off in the morning. However, there are many more guards in other places in the castle. If you cause trouble, we will cause trouble right back.
3: Boy, it'd be a pity to kill
2: them all.
7: Look, I think after all this intrigue and Duragar, I I actually think I am ready for bed.
2: We can assure you that there will be no trouble from us.
4: We will be sleeping.
1: Excellent. Thus, the guard that's on him by himself, uh, with the dreadlocks, who is with the speaker, comes goes over and gets the speaker, kind of pulls him up, and said, "Come on, let's go." He's like, "Ah, oh, oh, I think I need to shit again."
7: Uh, Good night. Mm-hmm. Bumbling. And he bafool. takes him
1: upstairs and up to the right, and to the east balcony, and the guards leave. The these four guards leave through. This door. These two four guards go outside, closing the door behind them, and these two guards remain on duty.
6: (laughs) I thought Kranek was on duty. Duty was Uh, on Kranek.
3: (laughs) It was (laughs) disgusting.
1: Hey! So uh, the two guards that were lured downstairs by Kai remain in the banquet hall at the main gates. They close the doors.
2: As they do, Fang. Descends the stairs and says, "Are, you, are you staying? Are you here to babysit?
1: Are you talking to the um, the guards? Camera?
2: No, the guards.
1: The guards. The guards is like, we're here to ensure your safety.
2: And Fang gives him a one of those like <laughs> mm, smiles <laughs> with his <laughs> with his eyes squinted shut and f- finds a a spot under the stairs, acting like he's heading to bed.
6: Trax is going to get back to work on his uh, his device okay, he's building.
1: Hedroth goes upstairs and says, Mir will see you out in the morning. I hope to never run into you again. And he goes upstairs.
2: As he says- What a giant red douche. Yeah, what a dick. As he dude. says that, he says, I hope to never see you again. And right on his way out, Fang yells, From your mouth to Lovistus's ears. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got him, Fang. Ice cold.
2: It was a, hey Donar! The zinger. Donar,
1: make a religion check.
0: Oh boy! <laughs> yes, sure. That's a plus one. That's a thirteen.
1: The dream that you had earlier. Yeah. When when Fang says to Lavistus's ears, the image that you you dreamed about flashes in front of your eyes, Ugh. and Ugh. then it's like you kind of connect it to the name Lavistus.
0: So Donar is going to shudder a little bit when the. Uh- when the image flashes his mind, and he's gonna say, Oh, fuck, so none of it, you know, part of it was a dream, which I guess is significant, but then the rest of it was real. Out out loud, he's saying this to no one. All right, cool, well, see if that's significant later, I'm going to bed. <laughs> he's gonna, uh, unless someone stops him, he's going to walk down the stairs. Trax just watched all of that happen, and just didn't, didn't say, say anything. Questions. Just <laughs> donor
3: talking
6: to no himself. No
0: questions. No, because... He's like crossing back and forth with his hands, like, "Oh, if that," and then with the, and then with the thing, and he's gonna pull the pendant out and say, "Huh," and then that thing, and he's gonna put it on top of him, uh, uh, over his neck, and then say, "Huh," I'm learning stuff Mm. every day. uh,
4: Slush is already in his shell.
0: Dono's gonna curl up right here. uh, It's funny because.
2: Genuinely in character, like none of that feels out of character for Dona. <laughs> 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 I think that we would all like, he'd be like, oh, so, and and then this, and we're all just like giving him like the goodnight nod. And,
0: yep. Uh huh. It's him <laughs> counting on his hands. <laughs> I love it. He's great.
1: So you head to sleep? Are you going to do a
0: watch or are you just going to go to sleep? I think Donar's out the whole night. <laughs> Fang will get up early. Yeah,
2: I've- but he'll so he'll like take last watch, but he'll sleep. Donar, roll a twenty sided for me.
0: Yeah, eighteen.
1: Okay, you never get warm, even though they they stoked the fires. They brought they <sighs> brought in the the, but you never got warm at all.
0: Oh man, he's, so he's going to spend like the, the two, night even with the two cloaks. Yeah, all of this is being done for the record. Donor's still wearing his two furs. He isn't slushes. <laughs> It never gets warm wow. <laughs> throwback i'm pretty
4: sure we we did the thing to uh we we did that yeah. woman's yeah, quest Yeah, we, right? we never went back to talk to her yeah i and also slush
0: is just gonna let Donard keep it and, and that's exactly what donar wants no. <laughs> that's <all I'm> <laughs> ron if if i never get warm do i get credit for i guess we're not done with the long rest so i'll save that um, question i'm gonna say make a constitution Whoa. saving throne sure Right. Uh it's a natural 20 for a Ooh. 22.
1: Oh, okay. yeah. You, you, you get credit for the rest. Great. But you definitely felt cold all night long.
5: <laughs>
1: Teeth chattering. Fang, you're the first up. Mirror has come in and has set up a like stoked the fires, kind of snuck in. The two guards that are at the gate are like, you see them really sleepy and like really struggling to stay awake. Uh, But Mir comes in and sets, stokes up the fire and starts cooking breakfast on a skillet. That's like a big skillet. It's kind of just over the top of Um, Donar. You wake up cold, but you smell food.
5: I'm
6: going to have Donar, as Donar wakes up, he's going to open his eyes and there's going to be a mechanical owl looking at him right in the face. Oh, 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 oh just, uh, just kind of, just it. kind of making these little tiny chirping chattery. Who's like mechanical who's. Oh.
0: Yeah. I, I recognize that. It's funny, but I freaking hate pranks. So you're on my shit list for probably the next hour. And then I'll forget if I'm being honest.
7: Alandi, come here.
0: And yeah, it's, I have, I have spent the night creating a
6: mechanical owl. Oh, wow. And
1: it flies, it launches and flies over to oh. you, to you.
6: Fang, as... Awesome. as it, land, it lands on my arm, but it's, like, too heavy for my arm, and it kind
3: of like... Wah, wah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Fang will approach it him. could almost
1: pick tracks up.
2: <laughs> fang approaches, and he says, What is this contraption?
7: Ah, well, I, uh... I, I, I decided that I thought that perhaps we could use some airborne espionage or or, or reconnaissance... And uh, I constructed this owl named Alandi after the owl I had my my
2: father purchased for me when I was a boy, a child,
7: uh, a little kobold.
2: Fang would like to insight check that. What that little kobold at the end of his
1: tracks make <laughs> a um a deception or persuasion? All right, my deception was a
2: nine. <laughs> wow, I'm proficient in insight. And I got a seven. Oh boy. <laughs> mm.
1: um, How's it going? Nine. It, it, it oh. must be early. He's just stumbling over words. Yeah.
2: Okay. I just, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Pardon me. And uh, he says, I think that this is a brilliant idea. Right on par with think most br- of your ideas. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Mm. And Fang goes to pet the owl. It, like awkwardly because it like doesn't have fur. It's like not fun to pet. So, but yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 it's actually cold because uh, I mean it's cool in here. It's yeah, a, the fire keeps a little bit warm, but it's like touching metal.
2: Unlike tracks,
6: the owl is incredibly friendly. And Fang says it's
2: very nice to meet you all, Andy.
1: Its eyes is kind of <laughs> focus out and kind of <laughs> sideways head tilt, and then kind
0: of like boop, 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 up to you. And that is cool.
2: Out of game. That is cool. I have nothing specific to accomplish with the owl. I'm just kind of making conversation until somebody shows up.
0: Donor's got something specific to accomplish once he gets to the food. And Mir starts
1: cooking. uh, And actually, a man comes out of this door and yawns and sees Mir. And it's like, oh, good morning. Good morning. Oh, oh, who... Oh, you must have been the the, the ruckus outside. Um, hi, my name's Karu. I'm the chef. C- can I get, cook anything for you? Mir comes up and says, um, We're to cook them breakfast and then let them on, be on their way.
0: Donar's watching Mir- this, kind of just like squatting, and his two furs looking up at them like, Oh, there's something going on there. That's fun. Uh, yeah, no, I I can help cook, too, if you want. Uh, I'm Donar, the pliable dracodonian. Playable, because I'm good at shit. Uh, my name is uh, Karu Salafan.
1: Nice to meet you. Caro
0: Cellophane, freaking nice to meet you. (laughs) These are names
7: that I am not going to commit to memory. (coughs) Do you have, I'm sorry, do uh, do you have any omelets,
0: eggs? What do you want, Trax? Anything?
7: Uh, We have some elk
1: meat I can serve up that's been like sort of seasoned like bacon. And I can serve it with eggs and an omelet.
0: That sounds good, dude. Uh, that sounds fantastic. Dona. please, prepare that for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Kara, I will sous chef for you. This is your place. You seem to know your shit.
1: And he goes over and starts cooking. You notice that he he's wearing kind of like an open shirt, but he is not wearing a pendant.
0: Okay, cool. I will clock that.
1: And he starts cooking, and he does a great job, and you help him, and he thanks you for your help. And you actually pick up um, a little like seasoning tip from him so oh
0: cool okay if you do that if you cover it with cold water it cooks it more evenly very cool (laughs) very nice and what once we're done with that Donar is going to use his new chef (gasps) feet which is very exciting nice and and in this skillet once we're done um he's going to well from the feet i'll just read i'm gonna make two special treats at the end (laughs) of this long rest that last eight hours and a creature can use a bonus action to eat one of these treats to gain temporary hit points equal to my proficiency bonus, which is two nice. uh, yeah. for right now. So I'll, I'll dole them it. out in the next eight hours if, if they uh, need done. And since we just cooked in this leftover um, pseudo bacon fat, I'm going to make, the it's like garlic naan, naan bread, basically with what I have on mm-hmm. me. So it's garlic Tracks naan. just salivating. <laughs> made in yeah, the leftover so fat. I think I can only give them to one person though. So, but I'm just going to have him on me the rest of the day. I, I'm saying this as Paul. I'm just going to have him on me the rest of the day. <laughs> if anyone needs a boost, I'm feeling freaking charitable.
1: Karu uh, looks at you, Donar, and says, thank you, chef. Thank you, chef. And he nods, and I hope you have pleasant travels and good day.
0: Freaking same to you.
1: He leaves. Uh, Mir comes out and says, uh, please. Uh, may I see you to the front door, front gates?
5: Uh, yes, quick please. Quick question.
3: Uh, yeah, uh, we need a guide into Kelvin's Karn. Know anybody?
1: I believe in Kerrkonig. There is a place called Frozen Far Expeditions. You might be able to check there. Sounds good. Uh, Mir opens the gates. You see the four guards that were outside, and they're walking around doing their various duties around the area. And the front gates are open and the portcullises are raised. And Mir escorts you to the front and says, Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And nods at you. Thanks sincerely. And she turns around and leaves. What do you do?
7: Well, I feel well rested. Belly full. I think it's a perfect day to scale well, a mountain. You need to find that guide first.
2: I hope that Garrett has held on for this long. It's a little bit later than you would
1: normally take off after a rest. It's um, because you've got a late, late start to your long rest. So it's about mid-morning, and the day is yours. You travel to Kerr Koenig. Mm -hmm. You get there pretty quickly, actually. Um, You can walk the path up. Um, Weather is clear, cold, and dark. Ah, lovely. You get there in two hours. The white snow-covered slopes of Kelvin's car are kind of looming large. It's like one of those Colorado towns where the town's kind of at the base of the the, the big build-up to the big giant mountains. It's like Colorado Springs. Yeah. Big features of this town is that there's a ruined castle in the northwest part of the town, and you can see, like, bits of tower kind of sp- sticking out over. And that's actually, the ruined care is up higher, and it's, like, terraced going down to the lake. So there's, like, rows of houses that are built up in those terraces. You see a few people shuffling between uh, snow-battered houses, and uh, as you walk into the town, they're just barely giving you a glance. They're, they've got their, the wind is really coming off really hard off the mountain. And suddenly a pile of snow next to you stirs and suddenly somebody stands out from the pile of snow hey, hey. helm oh, oh um uh, who goes there's the thieves uh, have I found those creeping bastards uh and you look and it's a dragonborn <laughs> with silverish skin yo uh he has a scarf that's kind of around his snout and he pulls it away and he belches really loudly, and you see him pull this, like, bottle, large bottle, out of his coat. Kind of do this and shake it. It's empty, and he throws it on the ground. And he goes, uh, Greetings, um, party my manners. It's all jittery with all the thieving going around the town. Uh, my name is Trovis. I'm the town speaker and sheriff.
7: Oh, Fantastic. Hello, uh, yes, um...
1: And you just smell alcohol just coming off of him.
7: I thought I was a drunk. Should we just ask him how to get to the expedition place? Yes, I
2: think that this it's better to just keep this moving.
7: We should just... Hello, yes, um, we are just... We are. We are adventurers, and we would like to make our way to... Khan, can you please point oh, us in the yes. direction um, of someone?
1: There was a group could... of adventurers a few um, about a ten day ago had come through. I think here. Um, oh, interesting! Point, uh, uh, frozen Fars ah. on the northern ring of town. Uh, okay, thank you. If you're you. looking for a bar, Hookline and Sinker. But if you're looking for a place to stay, the Northern Light. Uh, normally, I would tell you to look for the um, the flashing lantern. They have a magic lantern, but somebody stole it. It's it's gone missing. There's been oh. things going missing mm. all Peace. over the town. Huh? It's so unnerving.
7: Ah, disappointing. Yeah. Okay, Frozen Fire, you said, is north of here? Yes. Okay, um, thank you. Um,
1: okay, I'm sure you don't want to hear uh, one of my stories, as you want. I'm to perfectly know. fine. Oh, I'll <laughs> stick I, back I, I a little bit. I don't want to do it.
3: I'll say, so uh, who do you yeah, think's okay. responsible for all this uh fevery going on?
1: Well, no one's really seen anything. It's really just just the other night, the lantern was stolen out the northern light. Corey won't let me hear the end of it because I haven't been able to find those responsible, but not yet. I have a knack for this stuff. I'll be able to find them. No problem. But there Uh, was a...
7: He seemed like quite the sleuth. I'm sure you will detect who who stole it at any moment.
1: He tells you the lantern taken from the inn, a pair of goats stolen from the local tavern. And there was a small sack of pearls stolen from... uh, Uh, carved in the decorative beads that had gone missing from the stores of frozen far expeditions. And he says, "Um, there's not really a reward, but a free room and board at the Northern Light if you can bring back the lantern. We don't have much, but it's really, especially with the ferry being out of order and not being able to get supplies. But for some reason, the hook, line, and seeker never runs out of ale. You should try there if you're looking for a drink, though. Um, However, there was have I told you the story? And he starts to kind of like, he finds another bottle in his coat and he like pulls the cork out and starts drinking it. It's morning. And he says, (laughs) "Um, have I told you the story about the time I kicked a half-ogre into the river and watched it float away screaming profanities at me?
0: No,
7: but that was such a
1: wonderful time. Kai
7: Kai would love to listen Uh, to that story. I'd love to hear it,
3: yeah. And Donar. Does he have a coin purse? He does. I would <laughs> love to listen to this story.
1: Okay, he finishes story, and he's like, "Well, there was that time I tricked a co- uh, group of cobals into thinking I was a dragon, a humanoid form. Oh, that right. was a lot of fun. That that sounds yeah. About he, right. You see, um, uh, the the yeah, he has it on his belt loop, but it's sort of like his coat is hanging open, and you just see it kind of dangling." On his left hip,
3: basically. Then, while he's going about his story, I'm going to, as clandestinely as possible,
0: perform the hand seals necessary to cast my mage hand.
1: Boom! Make a self
0: check. If it's any help, Donar is locked in, paying full attention. Do we see Kai do the thing?
1: It depends on his self check. it
3: was a 14. Yeah, yeah, you kind of. You guys were walking away, weren't you?
4: Yeah, who stayed behind? Kai and Donar, yeah,
6: Donar, yeah. I probably booked it. I'm gone. I don't.
2: I don't care.
4: I was okay. I was staying. I was about to walk away and then maybe I saw Kai if, do a thing? Fang
2: if I'm sorry if Tracks left. You you saying he you, he's going to walk away completely?
6: Yeah, he didn't want to. He didn't want to Then f- listen to this guy. Fang all.
2: went
7: with Tracks. <laughs> Cuz that motherfucker's
2: not going alone,
7: Yeah. As he bumbles, it's a town, I'm fine, I'm fine. Trovis
1: keeps talking about, to, and Donar is being more the listener, yeah. and he's not really paying Akai much attention, since I rolled a three and an eight on his <laughs> perception, on, at disadvantage. He says, Corey, at, at, at the Northern Light, she has this... Was, Bonkers story that there's dwarves coming into town stealing everything, but nobody's seen anything. And dwarves are so like loud and boisterous. And Dwarves can't be sneaky to save their skin. So I, I don't think it, it can't be them. Maybe if you have any you know curiosity about it, you can go talk to them to the sisters over at the Northern Light. Corey can tell you about it. But anyway, so Akai, make your um, sleight of hand. Yeah.
3: So, 24 for sleight of hand.
1: Oh, nice. Okay, you get it. Like The mage hand is kind of like... Ding, ding. untying it, like drops it in the mage hand, and just like flips it away.
4: Can I see it floating away? Um,
1: It is... I'm going to say... Yeah, but with that stealth roll. Uh,
4: I'm going to try to intercept it. Okay. Flush is going to try to intercept it. Okay. I
3: will pull the mage hand to myself.
1: You were close enough, Kai. It kind of gets to Kai. I think it gets to Kai quickly because he was not that far away from Trovis. You you feel it, and it feels like a flask inside of it, the coin purse.
3: Boy, that's disappointing. And I'll toss it to slush and start walking off towards Trax and Fang.
1: Trovis is like, well, I'll, I'll walk with you. We'll keep talking. And so he's like, Walk, kind of following you guys. Actually. I'm
0: staying locked in with him, listening to everyone. I believe word. you dropped this. Oh, no, I, I, I,
1: I'm clumsy. I'm clumsy. I, Corey would make fun of me if she knew I dropped this. Takes a drink of it. Oh, I feel better after that. Oh yeah. Hair of the dog. Okay,
4: where were we? Drunkenness is nothing but voluntary madness. You really should stop. As a speaker of a well. town. Mm. Yeah, uh, Corey tells me that all the time.
1: Not in those words. If Kai
3: hears that, yeah, right. he'll probably also just kind of throw over the back of his shoulder. It also makes you surprisingly uh, vulnerable to uh, theft, if you can believe it.
1: I go out and patrol at night, trying to find these these thieves, and I just fall asleep. I can't help it, and I just lose things all the time. So it's fine. Ever vigilant
0: was going to ask him one question and say uh, do you, you have any more stories about like what you did maybe w- when you were younger like um, if you met, any, met anyone and do you ever think about starting a, a family or do you want to do any kind of... Well actually let me think about this. He says...
1: Dad? <laughs> he goes, he goes um, well my sweet mom I haven't really, I've always wanted to start a family of my own but you know, life is tough here up on the frontier, so... Right, yeah. But my my, my dear mother and dad, bless their souls. And he says, uh, Bahamut, dress bless their souls.
0: Bahamut, oh, bless and their souls. Don't, I going to repeat Bahamut, that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good.
1: And he says, um, they've gone on to the great beyond. I just try to honor their memory. It's really kind of sad. And he starts crying. Yeah, it
0: freaking is. It's so sad. Well, I gotta, I gotta go with my my friend. I don't want to monopolize your time or the. Oh, I'll walk with you. It's oh, fine. that's okay. good. That's great. Uh, we'll, I need to be okay. We can fade to black on that. But is gonna keep asking okay. him questions about his past. As they okay. catch up, tracks is gonna say, "Oh,
7: fantastic! You brought him. You you brought him with you."
0: Yeah, I had to ask him some questions. Do you freaking mind? is gonna kind of snap and then revert his attention
7: uh. to the speaker. Little attitude from Donna I like it. Uh,
1: you're heading to Frozen farm yeah. Expeditions. Yes. Okay. Is anybody else heading anywhere else?
3: Mm, not currently.
1: Not currently. Okay. We
2: have a goal, so you we he- know where we're
1: going. Got it. Okay. <laughs> uh, as you approach it, you hear a a kennel behind this like low building. It's more kind of a shack, and there's like a uh, a couple of not a stable hitching post. With axe beaks tied to them. And you see a kennel with like wool, like uh, these large wolf sized dogs barking at each other and playing. The um, And you see a couple of sleds back there. And you walk in and you see a human man dressed in green, he has a green cloak on, hood up. And he says, Close the door, come on in, come on in. Welcome to Frozenfar. How can I
7: help you? Hello, yes. Um... We are seeking a guide in order to bring us up the mountain. Oh, um, well,
1: my name is a tennis swift, and he's a, he's seasoned. He's a little gray speckled hair, and he kind of comes around the corner to shake your hand, and he's like got a little bit of a limp, and he says, "Well, my, I think my adventuring days, my uh, guiding days, are over, um, but unfortunately, the mountain guide I have hired." on staff, is gone currently. He is on his way to the uh, Battlehammer settlement to pick up supplies for the hook, line, and sinker.
7: What is that? What is what Battlehammer? Uh, there's
1: a valley, a dwarven valley to the south of Kelvin's Karn, where in the hills, uh-huh. in the in the ground below, in the valley, is this huge, is this clan, dwarven clan, named the Battlehammer. And there's about maybe several hundred dwarves that live there beneath the ground. Huh. But she um my friend Jartha, she's a she's a shield dwarf. She goes and picks up ale from the battle hammers and brings it back to the hook line and sinker. And it's the only way this town is, is, is staying uh wet. Uh.
3: So uh why don't you uh draw that uh settlement on our map here? And maybe we can uh, catch your friend on well, the Well it's back. a pretty
1: big place. Um he like draws it on the map, and you actually see the Dwarven Valley. It's probably a good five miles long, and he he draws it on there, and says, "I'm expecting her back in a couple of days, but um, is there anything? I have her notes if you want to go through them. She usually keeps a, a nice journal."
7: Fine, fine, yeah, fine. Yes, please, it. please let me see them.
1: Um, he gives you the journal, and it's written in Dwarvish. Who speaks Dwarvish? Shit. Uh, okay, do you speak Dwarvish? I do, I do. Uh, give me a second. Uh, what are you looking for specifically?
7: We we simply are looking for the best route to the peak of the Khan? Oh, uh... Perhaps up... Are you following... um Garrett.
1: ...that uh, Adventuring Garrett's party? Yes. Uh, and he was here a few, few days ago. That's who not we not are looking ago. for.
7: Oh. Give me his um, route, pulls,
1: please. Okay. He pulls and kind of pulls a map, that hand-drawn map, and turns around and shows it to you. And I'll jot and that kind of down. Gives and gives you direction there. to where on the carn on the that you think, like there's, he said there's like, it looks like there's like a little bit of a base camp. Uh, he points out, he says, right here, there's a base camp. Perfect. Thank you. You've been so much help. Trovis says, these are the new adventurers in town. Uh, they're going to help out with the uh, finding of the, the thieves. We never, we never
7: agreed to that. We never. We... That's what adventurers do,
0: right? I think we should. Hey, You're going to help hey, me? We should help out these very good people.
7: We'll put it. Sure. We'll put it on the list. How about that,
1: Donar? You're going to help,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. If, like, we have. Yeah, you know. You know. I'm going to. I'm going to help. I'm going to do whatever I can.
7: Donar, I will kill you. Yeah, we, I'm, I'm, if you take don- another quest. Yeah, what, uh, what do you want me to do? Uh, what you. It's pretty high
0: key you for you, no. man.
7: No. Not
3: usually. You you're much and more relaxed about you... these kind of things. What's going on? you slush
0: know,
4: oh of course we will help look
7: we we have priorities i'm sorry is finding a lantern and some pearls a big priority as opposed to well, if- finding the man who helped us find our way to to target i'm sorry uh those amount of items that were stolen would be found stolen in luskin within 20 minutes but but those were very
1: personal Tracks. items to people in
2: this town they i'm sure mean they were that- yes
7: mm. yes
2: Trax, you have something to look for yourself, correct? You have a gentleman who you say, quote, took everything Yes, but from I'm you. sorry, I'm not putting it. You would, stop at, you would stop at nothing to find this gentleman, yes? Yes. Oh. The people in this town who have lost something dear to themselves, who do not have the means to go and find it themselves, are counting on us to complete this for them. Is not is that not a noble cause? I would not equate what I'm doing uh,
7: equivalent to a magic lantern, but look, I get the gist. We
2: have to come back through on our way down once we find Garrett. Maybe we can look into it. Uh, we will
7: think about helping you find the things.
1: Donar, you look over at Trovis and he's actually crying because that—that that was a really, really touching speech. Thank you, thank you.
0: Did did anyone give a speech, or is he just freaking sloshed? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thank th- thank you, thank you for for that. I, I don't know the speech to which you refer, but thank you.
1: Oh, oh, oh your your um your your friend over here points to Fang.
0: Oh yeah, oh Fang's great at talking. Yeah, that's him. We can move on.
1: <laughs> we can move on. That's um, a tennis, the um, owner of Frozen Far, says, "Is there anything I can help you to outfit yourself? It's really rough out there. There's supposed to be a storm coming in tonight."
0: What do you recommend? Well,
1: if you were on official town business, I could let you rent the wolf, the uh, dog sled.
0: As the new. Protectors of the lantern and the goats and the pearls. I think that we are en route to some town business. Perhaps who whoever stole the things from this town could be up on Kelvin's car. Yeah, eat it, Trax
7: <laughs> <laughs> I like this attitude.
1: Trovis says. Donar, I deputize you. I need a deputy.
0: Your deputy. Deputy Donar Dracadonian! Oh my they hell. call me the Triple D from now on. No one is going to be calling you that.
4: Really, did not think about that.
0: I don't think. Uh, no thinking. Moving forward. A Triple D. Atenas says,
1: "So if you just leave a fifty gold deposit, I can help you set up and give you um, supplies and set up the dog sled for you."
3: Snowshoes,
0: right? Snowshoes. Yes. Don't I pay the fifty gold deposit? Don't I? I I freaking will because I can find my my wallet. You piece of garbage. alright, <laughs> that was too much. <laughs> I don't mean to call <laughs> you garbage. His <laughs> <but laughs> <my, my> little <laughs> lizard eyebrows.
7: Wow.
3: <laughs> Snowshoes, rations, camping accommodations, potentially climbing gear. I think these are all things we're gonna need.
1: Yeah, he can set. He can set you up.
2: Good. I will split it with Donar.
7: It's a deposit. You get it the back. Cost. I know.
0: I I have it. But thank you, Fang.
2: It's more of a more of a gesture <laughs> than a like more of a solidarity. As when when Trax raises his eyebrows, Fang kind of gives him a <laughs> and puts some gold on the
0: table. Look, I spent donut. all of
7: mine building
0: this owl. All right. Inside overnight with no cash register. What is it? What are you talking about? We, we had one. <laughs> no what? no till. What's going on? <laughs> Do you want to stay in the bit? Because we can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew this would be the beef?
1: <laughs> you see Trovis looking through his coat. And he's like, man, I don't... I- can't find... Oh, here. Just take mine. And he hands you a badge that says Sheriff on it.
0: Oh, ho, 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 yeah. And is going to pin it on his second fur. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> when you return, come, come find me. I'll, I'll be asleep somewhere, I'm sure. Good luck. Thank you. Turns on his heel, stumbles out of, drunkenly, out of the Frozen Far Expeditions building, and leaves.
3: Great. Let's uh <laughs> let's uh maybe get a rest, have a drink, and uh crack at it tomorrow. That
1: sounds fine. It's only it's about midday right now. It's only Um you saw from the notes, Athena says from the notes, it's probably because there's no trail, a good six to eight hour journey to Kelvin's carn to where this is. Why base don't we just place.
7: try and make it to the base camp? Okay, then let's uh, go down. Yeah, let's do it!
2: Uh, Fang turns to Dennis uh, when everybody's deciding when to go, and he says, what time is the storm coming in?
1: Middle of the night, after after the Aurora, I believe.
2: I think we can make it, if we move now. That,
1: that's just what the Almanac says. but So you set up, there are two dog sleds that can hold two people each, and one, like, you can put tracks as part of the cargo. <laughs> He's light enough.
4: Yeah, so I weigh 550 pounds. Is that going to be a problem? Nah,
1: nah. Encumbrance <laughs> fin well, in well, most of the time there are um, there's like gear, there's like gear, and there's like food and supplies. So mm,
4: you can just like I'll get on my shell, and you can just drag me. <laughs> that's also. amazing. Okay. Okay. That's canon. We're keeping. Kai that. <laughs> will.
3: Kai, Kai will offer to run alongside the dog sled.
0: Okay, I don't think that's necessary. Weird. If Trax is going to offer. Could, it it you can
1: all fit. The, the, the dog sled, the dogs can carry you, but if there was any more gear on the sled, it'd be a problem, slush.
6: Trax is going to offer to sleep on the dog sled.
1: Okay. <laughs> Thank you.
3: So, so kind.
1: <laughs> okay, so you head off into the um, wilderness. Um, the dogs just take off, and for a moment, Trax, you're kind of like, like, actually, have to hold on for a second because they take off so suddenly and they're going no, so home. fast. And you're just like, your legs kind of dangling out the back. But it gets smooth after a while. And the dogs seem to know where to go to avoid, but, like, it's because it's definitely hilly. And there's like rock outcroppings happening all the time. And the dogs kind of take you around them with ease. You're barely having to guide them. But could someone make. Whoever is the leader of this... Donar product, is
0: or... taking charge, man. Donar is okay. galvanized today.
1: Uh, would you make a survival check to yeah. f- get the correct location of the base camp from the map that you drew <laughs> from the logbook?
0: What would a natural one plus three give me? Uh, Hypothetically. It would be a four. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I didn't say he will... was
3: good.
1: <laughs> Everybody else make a survival trip.
3: Uh While we're on the subject Kai would have also along the trip Made a habit of jumping off Occasionally And trying to run to catch up With the sled okay. Just for some extra training Every okay.
6: time that he does that I, I tell
7: Slush I go speed up, speed up, speed up a little <laughs> bit Speed up And I do <laughs> Trek's <laughs> got a
6: natural 20 well. on that survival
1: Oh Ooh. wow um tracks you're kind of donar's got the sleds kind of going a little bit too much to the west you're actually heading more towards the the, the dwarven valley it's like you're they're going uphill the entire way but now it's like it's just easier you're kind of like steady like you're not climbing at all you're just heading off a little bit to the west on the same altitude
6: i'm gonna launch alandi off and kind of Try and use Ilundi to kind of guide, kind of steer Donar back on course a little bit.
1: Uh, Donar, you see the the silver owl like fly into your view, and you kind of see it come cool. of heading off to the right more.
0: Oh, oh tracks! You lost your owl, dude. Don't worry, we'll find we'll find it. We'll get back <laughs> on course to where the owl's going. I know where I'm going, and I'll <laughs> follow Elundi. Okay. <laughs>
1: <Obviously>. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. <laughs> After about four hours, because you oh. saved four hours being on dog sleds. Thank God. You approach the base where you think the base camp is. You see the to- the, the mountains just towering above. Like, it's just from here, like, it's just going straight up. Uh, you definitely have to leave the dogs here at the base. But, uh, base of the, the Karn. Uh, you see two tents pitched in the snow near an icy outcropping that acts as a natural windbreaker. Between the tent is an overturned sled. Still harnessed to the sled are five howling dogs. And you kinda and you slide up to them.
2: Once sorry, once we get there, Fang will jump out and approach them. He approaches them quickly, but then once he gets like within like distance of them, he approaches them calmly to try to mm-hmm. and, and gauges their reaction toward him.
1: Um, they appear to be making animal handling uh, at advantage. 22.
2: 22.
1: Um, they appear to be friendly but cold, hungry, and miserable. You notice that this dog sled that's overturned. One of them harnesses is broken, is chewed through, so that it looks like there was a dog here that somehow got free and ran off. Mm-hmm. And, but the five that remain are still kind of like, like they see you and they start kind of getting excited and trying to pull, but they're, they look weak.
2: Yeah, Fang, uh, he gets to work quickly, uh, kind of unbuckling the dogs and, and getting them free from the sled.
1: Uh, You notice underneath the sled, the sled's turned over upside down. There's a a box that looked like it's been broken into and had provisions in it, but have been eaten by the dogs. There's another box that's kind of tucked under the sled and pinned uh, that looks like it would have provisions in it as well. And it looks like... The dogs are not able to reach it with their harnesses on. And so they're kind of, as you release them, they go over to the box and just like, look at the box and look at you, then look at the box, then look at you, then look at the box and look at you. Look
2: at box, look at you. Mm-hmm. Bang, i will flip the sled over uh, and uh, loosen the box, I guess, uh, and use this mace to kind of crack it open.
1: And inside there are rations for the dogs and human rations enough to feed four people for three days.
2: Yeah, Fang will snag several rations and start passing them out to everybody and just say, I think up here it is better to have more and not need it than the other way around. And I guess make sure everybody has, there's five of us, if it's four people for three days, that I gave everybody enough, you know, for maybe okay.
1: two days. This is like hard tech, this is like survival food. Mm-hmm. The dogs eat and then they start, they kind of look at you and then they start running back the to town, like heading back toward Karakonig. That's fine. And they just take off.
2: That'll work. Are there any footsteps around here? Or is it, is um, it currently snowing? They
1: survival check, whoever wants to. I'll, it, I'll it's been that. several days, so any, um, yeah. any wanna tracks wanna, is going to be obliterated I'm by ins- the wind.
6: I tracks check is going to inspect the tents as well. Yeah.
1: It looks like the tents had, like, there's two tents. And sleeping bags for two each. And it looks like it's been rolled up and then placed kind of in a box to get it up out of the snow. But it looks like there's a room for two people in each of the tents. One of the sleeping bags, you notice, is very large size. It's made for a very, very large man. Mm. What do you do?
2: Uh, My survival for footsteps was 17.
1: Okay. Um... You look around, you don't see any footsteps, but you do look kind of like following the edge of the ridge that's kind of overshadowing uh, the base camp. But you kind of see, and you see off in the distance, you see a rope going up onto the next ledge up.
2: Uh, I'll point that out to everybody. I say, unless we see anything else, it looks like this is the best indication of which direction to go.
1: Let's get going. Okay. So you climb, get to the ropes, and it's easily, they have like knots in them, so you can get your feet in pretty easily, and you can just easily climb, climb up. Um, the, you'll have to, once you get up there, the snow is very deep. You'll have to get your snowshoes on to make any further progress.
6: Trax is going to have Alandi head up, into, just straight up into the air, okay. and kind of uh,
1: be
6: on be on watch a little bit. Okay,
1: okay. Um, what kind of um, perception does she have? She's got. Oh, come on.
6: Here we go. Um, passive perception of fourteen. Okay. Perception is just plus two or plus four for a, a check.
1: I'll make the check for her, and uh, that because you don't really communicate with her.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so. we don't have like a, a bond. I just have to right. give a command. So yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So yeah, it's plus okay. four for checks.
1: Okay. Once you get up on, everybody gets up on uh, on top of the ledge. Uh, you kind of see where it kind of hugs the mountain, and basically you're up on this ledge, and you're like continually with the snowshoes, like phoom, 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 closer to the craggy mountain up ahead. You've been walking for about 30 minutes, and up ahead you hear. A, you've got to be kidding me. The goats.
5: Meh!
1: And you see several goats, mountain goats, up ahead, standing on rocks, looking at you. And the wind, as you're getting up on, like, further and further up into the cairn, the wind is just starting to pick up and, like, be deafening to your ears. As you're no longer, like, protected by the outcro- the rock out- outcropping below. You continue on? Yeah. Continue on. yeah. Okay, the, the goats just kind of, like, chew and look at you past. Um, can I have a survival check Give me a marching order,
0: actually, now. Donar's less confident in his ability to lead. So if Fang is taken... <laughs> Fang will stay up front
2: with the mace yeah. lit. Uh, he'll cast Light on his mace and, and hold that up.
6: I'll stay right behind him. I'll stay behind Fang. Uh, Trax is going to yell up to Donar and say,
7: I,
0: Do you mind carrying this piece of garbage? Yeah, well, I left all my uh, t- trash cans back at the... Yeah, freaking get up. Come on! All right, thank you.
4: <laughs> uh, slush will be in the back again. He likes having that shell at the 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 behind of the group. So Fang, Kai, Donar, and Trax, and then
1: Slush in the back.
6: Trax is going to have his his gun drawn. Same with just my uh, Great club.
2: And Fang has with as a new day has just cast vigilant blessing on himself again. Excellent.
0: As we get into this position, Donar is going to give. Silently, uh, one of the pieces of, of non bread to Trax, and then also hand one back to uh, Slush. Okay. crew. Mm. Trax is
7: mm. so nice. just gonna lean forward and say, I-
0: "I'm I'm sorry about earlier. I was I was in a bit of a mood." now I'm I'm, so, I'm sorry too. I I got really really messed up in the head about something I saw that it was probably not obvious to anyone. So yeah, that bread'll help. Uh, oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> it's two temporary, <laughs> if we, like, hit points. That's what it does. Wait, wait what? <laughs> two temporary hit points. Nice. You, eat for, you Slash. I mean it, oh, I mean it.
1: Uh, Fang, you're in the lead. Make a survival check as you're traveling. It's been about an hour, hour and a half now. to travel, and the wind's just getting stronger and stronger. You're having to kind of, like, duck down to kind of, like, fight your way through the wind.
2: That is a 21 survival.
1: 21, okay. Uh, You're moving ahead hundreds of feet up the mountain, and you come to a glistening white expanse of packed snow. You're about halfway across it when you hear a loud crack come from high up the mountain, followed by a rambling noise that's very familiar to all of your ears. The ground starts to shake. What do you do? And you look up the mountain, and you see
2: white powder starting to come down and he yells out Avalanche uh, and then proceeds to get himself as close to like the mountain wall as possible
1: okay it's kind of like here in this area the it's kind of a it's flattened out a little bit so you're you're about 30 feet away from the wall but it's like not really sheer here it's kind of sh- more of a shallow angle coming from above.
0: I not going to do the same following Trax's... Not Trax's uh, Fang's lead, uh, protecting Trax the best he can. So Trax
6: wants to try something. He pulls out another one of his little explosive devices, and this is going to be a little tiny thunder wave grenade. Okay. And once the avalanche is about to hit us, I want it to try and detonate it in front of it in a way to kind of, like, blow it around us.
1: It looks like... You're looking up. It looks like the... A typical avalanche is 300 feet wide, 150 feet long, and 30 feet thick. So everybody roll initiative as the avalanche just starts bearing down.
4: Oh, no.
2: I get advantage with my Vigilant Blessing. Yeah, you do.
1: The avalanche is currently 500 feet above you. Uh, Fang, what'd you get? 12. 12. Kai? 6. Wow. Uh, Donar? 13. 13 tracks i rolled a natural 20s 20, so 24 Ooh,
6: nice, nice.
4: slush 15 nice okay
1: the avalanche vroom, starts rumbling and kind of rolling down the mountain it moves it's currently 500 feet above you tracks what do you do
6: i'm gonna reflavor the it's not a grenade it's from my pistol because it, it emanates from me so it's like a sonic
1: you're currently in the middle and it's 300 feet long sorry no 200 feet long um, so you're in the middle of the area, so you could run 100 feet either direction to make it to safety. I'm gonna, uh,
6: since I'm still on donor, I'm gonna say,
7: book it as fast as you can. Let's see how, how much we can get away from here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: And I'm just gonna be prepared for that when it for when it finally hits us. I will on my turn. So I guess I'll hold I'll hold an action to once it gets once the the avalanche is within 15 feet of us. I'm gonna.
1: Okay, slush. What do you do?
4: I think I'll just try to group up um, and join the the tracks. Donar, uh, huddle. Okay, Donar, what you do?
0: Uh, so to clarify, you said how much space on either side of us?
1: Yeah, you could run a hundred feet in either direction and make it to safety.
0: Okay, I'm going to take a dash, which for me is eighty feet to the left okay. of us,
1: like further along the trail. Okay.
0: Yeah, to, to get out of the way of this.
1: So you are about tw- you got about 20 feet left before you're completely safe. Awesome. Fang's next.
2: Fang is going to go the same direction as Donar. He's going to dash as well at 60 feet for him. Just a, ge- a general reminder that when Fang dashes, he does it on all fours. Uh, so he's going uh, right behind Donar.
1: On initiative count 10, Avalanche thunders down.
2: And is currently now
1: 200 feet above you. Oh. Kai, he's the only person who got below 10. What do you do?
3: Kai is going to use his cunning action, action, and movement to move a full triple movement, 120 feet out of the way.
1: Okay, following the same wow. direction as everybody. Yeah. On initiative count zero, the avalanche hits. So tracks. Roll your your pistol thunder wave goes off. Uh, It goes and makes a wave of sonic blast, sonic energy, and kind of disrupts the avalanche in front of you. Everybody make a DC, uh, except for Kai, who's out of the avalanche, make a DC 15 strength saving throw. Uh, If you're within 15 feet of tracks, your uh, saving throw is at advantage. Nice. Okay, uh, Donar, what'd you get? 17. You're good. Um, let's see, Trax, what'd you get? I, I rolled a, a 15. Okay. Oh, man. Kai, you're yeah. fine. My other slush. one was a 1. Ooh. Slush, what'd you get? 23. Nice. Fang? I rolled a 10. Oh. Okay. You take... Fang, you take 5 points of bludgeoning damage. That's not so bad. The avalanche picks you up and starts taking you down the mountain. The rest of you... Were able to kind of like hold your ground and let the avalanche go over you. Slush, you're a little bit covered up, but you're e- easy to get out. But the Fang, it's kind of rolling you down
2: the mountain. Uh, yeah, Fang. If if he can, he's going to take out his his mace uh, and kind of drive it into the the snow. And as he does, it, it's like as all of this is happening, he kind of like instinctually. Uh, shifts so he he goes full full hyena and just but this time uh, he well nobody sees it it doesn't matter uh, so he's driving his his mace into the snow to try to get himself to stop moving 24 tracks what do you do all right
6: as he as he is car- being carried down the mountain i'm gonna look up and I'm gonna yell to Alandi. I'm gonna I'm gonna say follow him
1: and you see Londi
4: whew, take off. Do you anything? Do you anything else tracks? That was a not right now. Track. No, Slush. What do you do? Uh, how far away is Spang by now from myself? From Slush, he's currently hundred feet down the mountain. Oh, hot damn! Okay. Um, <laughs> then uh, Slush is gonna staying in the safe zone. Uh, try to run down, and just he'll dash the the sixty feet. Okay. Uh, but uh, make, he'll kind of try to follow the avalanche down. Make an acrobatics uh, check. Wonderful. Eleven?
1: Eleven, you're fine, yeah. Uh, cool. You basically pull yourself out of the snow. You were still standing, it's just like you were kind of like hip deep in the mm-hmm. snow. You just pull out and you get your snowshoes on and you just run fast. So you're able to get forty within 40 feet of him. Um, Donar, what do you do?
0: Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do the same. I'm, I'm gonna run down to him. I'm gonna take my full uh dash and not tell tracks this is happening. Uh <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, here so we eighty go. feet down the mountain.
1: You get within twenty feet of Fang. Um to, uh make an acrobatics check.
0: Uh donor? Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> Whoa, that's on the ground. Well I saw when it landed on the ground, it landed even. You want me to go with that?
1: What was the roll in the ground?
0: On the ground it was a natural one. I wanna be honest. I couldn't I cocked, couldn't see it. It's totally cocked. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's cocked. under the it's under the chair. <laughs> Did you oh, roll no. a natural one again? There it goes. It's another it's natural state. one! <laughs> That's like four tonight. What the dice are trying to keep me honest. It's a natural one for a three. Are you kidding? So you
1: start going down the mountain, and because you're running down, you're getting a little bit too carried away and you start Whoa. falling. Um <laughs> make a dexterity saving throw.
0: I'm sorry!
7: (laughs) Uh, a six.
1: (laughs) Okay. You take three points of bludgeoning damage as you fall off of Donar, who is falling, and you kind of just go off a little bit different direction, and you start falling. Fang. So make a strength saving throw. Uh, that is a 14. 14 you're able to like uh, you kind of get your hold on and the avalanche goes past you a little bit it's you're still falling down -hmm. the mountain a bit with the snow but -hmm. you're on top of the snow you manage to get a break free and you see look above you and you see tracks and donar starting to tumble and slush behind them running
2: (laughs) he as a bonus that was i guess that'll the action will be the, the mace. And then at, mm-hmm. in that bonus action, he shifts, tries to hold uh, where he's at. But once th- if, if he can, if he's got eyes on tracks, uh, mm-hmm. just wants to, he sees, I, I imagine he sees him fall off Donar. Uh, and then, so he tries to keep eyes on that.
1: On initiative 10, the tra- avalanche travels another 300 feet. And he kind of, kind of goes over an edge, but and it, stops and suddenly the snow luckily you're up above the snow a little bit enough so it doesn't bury you completely but you just come to a stop and then we're gonna go out of combat here as slush and uh sorry uh donar and tracks tumble over the edge and start kind of hitting your direction both of you make a this is a dexterity saving throw oh how far how far of is it like of a drop? It's about. You're dro- dropping into like a big pile of snow.
6: Okay. Well, I was wondering if I could cast uh, Featherfall. You c- you could. If it do that. would yes. actually benefit us. Yeah. So I'm gonna cast Featherfall, and what it's gonna be is uh... I've done this for everyone. They don't know this, but on on them there is a small parachute. Oh, that's
0: amazing. <laughs>
6: <laughs> and as as Donar and I fall, I'm gonna pull mine, and I'm gonna just gonna reach over and pull his,
0: oh. and they're yes, just gonna yes. pop out.
6: <laughs> they're like kind of like they're they're not like like regular parachutes. They almost are kind of like like, wings,
5: the
1: kind of, like, Da
6: Vinci-style yeah. wings that, like, plop out and glides okay. down.
1: Slush, you come to the edge, edge of the outcropping, and it's a it's about three, 30 feet down to, to where they are. Um, Kai, what do you do?
3: Kai's gonna slowly start walking down the mountain to the rest of
5: them.
1: <laughs> okay. And Fang, you dig yourself out of the snow. Not too much force for the wearer. It could have been bad. If you'd have been, like, uh, hadn't... Use your mace to stop yourself, you could have been buried alive
2: mm-hmm. yeah. uh as as Fang stands up, he pulls his mace out of the snow, which is still lit. He's shifted, but his posture is just as perfect as when he's not shifted, and he's not drooling anymore um but he he walks over to slush and joins him near the edge. And try and locates Donar and tracks. He sees them,
1: Yeah, yeah, they're just kinda like few like, not two, like thirty feet down. Land on top of the snow.
2: He turns to Slash he says, It looks like they are alright. Actually I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. He turns to Slash and he says, It looks like they are alright. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you alright, friend? I am. I lost my footing back there.
4: <laughs> Glad to hear it. Uh it happens. To The best of us, and he's a little this he, climate is unforgiving.
2: He's a little embarrassed. He kind of puts his his feral head down, his hair's all wild, like blown in the wind. Locating, he turns around and sees where Kai is. And if he's yeah, walking, kind of
1: jogging, you know, jogging up right now, he
2: he looks at him, he just gives him a, a fat wave, and he says, I'm so sorry, and kind of like laughs, laughs and about it. you good. Okay? And gives him a big nod. Better you than me. <laughs> and as he starts to pull his hair back and... Unshifts sl- slowly back and regains his composure. Less of a transformation now because he has less... It's far less animalistic than it used to be.
0: Donor's gonna... Donor's he sitting, just sitting on his ass in the snow like... <sighs> And he's gonna look to tracks and say, "Be honest with me. Did I just fly? Because I've always wanted to, and I think that's what just happened."
7: Yeah, it was more falling with style. Oh uh, yeah, no, hey. not say that.
5: No.
0: <laughs> no, uh Consider it gliding. How, how did that happen? Did I did I pick that up somewhere? Did I learn how to glide? No, that was me. No, that, you, that was you. All can me. fly, and you you carried me through the air. Is that what happened? Yes. Oh, Dono's yeah. gonna scramble up and say, "Yo, do Dra- you guys know Drax can fly?" This whole time, that's amazing. As he winds
6: back up the wings, back into his <laughs> into his like pack. Uh huh. Uh huh.
2: And Fang is waving from up above. He says, "Are you all right?"
0: Dono's gonna re- return the same meaty Forrest Gump wave <laughs> and say, I-, I, I think this is the best time I've ever been." <laughs> <laughs> Are you fine? And
2: he gives him a big thumbs up and uh, he says, can you get back up
0: here? Yeah, we should have this conversation like five feet from each other. This is a long, long way to yell.
1: So you drop ropes down and pull them all up and you manage to get back on the trail back up the mountain. It's it's actually kind of wiped some of the volume of snow away. So it's a little bit easier climbing back up to where you were. Are you going to do the same marching order, continuing on?
0: Yeah. Hey, Fang's cool with it, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay, yeah. Fang's
2: fine with the front still. He hey. soldier's I mean, on. I don't think we caused the avalanche doing that.
1: Fang, make a survival check.
2: Uh, not as good this time, but a 12.
1: 12, okay. Um, you start traveling along the edge of the mountain- You come away from the edge. It's like you're coming to an area where there's like a rocky ridge that kind of crosses over to what looks like another rock outcropping. And you look underneath the rock outcropping and you see a steep snow covered incline dotted with jagged rocks, like going up from the, where the outcropping is lying next to a lean to that he's built. And you see he's got a. Uh, brace, kind of like one of those, uh, what's it called, a tourniquet on his leg. Yeah. Like hand from sticks and rope. And you see a burly man uh, in bloodstained, cold weather clothes. And he sees you and he waves at you. Hello, need some help here. Do we recognize him? Uh, It is Garrett. Yes. Trax is going to run up.
6: He's going to pull out one of his little mechanical spiders and he's going to say, Garrett, this may f- feel strange, what? but just what? let it happen. What is, what? And he, I'm going to throw the spider at him. Just, <clears throat> just let it happen. No!
1: And the spider like, crawls over over him. And what spell do you cast? It's uh, Cure Wounds. Cure Wounds, okay. So
6: he gets back. I don't know if you need to know this. He gets back. uh do you, actually. Six points of healing.
2: Six points, okay. Fang will walk over and he'll share uh, some rations with him. The good stuff, not what we found in the box, but his own rations. Right.
1: I I can't believe you found me. Um, how, how did you how did you even know?
2: You know, you have quite a good dog because he found us all the way uh, back near. Was it Targos? He alerted us quickly and efficiently. We are sorry it took uh, this he long.
1: Says the reason why this happened to me. kind of points down at the broken leg. We were climbing up the mountain, and we were on this climb up to the further heights when a Yeti surprised us, and I managed to lure the Yeti away, and he did this to me as I, uh, as I fought him. The Yeti's still out there somewhere, but I urged I knew that there's a cave up ahead. they might be able to get to safety. I a- urged them to keep going. so there's three adventurers I was helping guide up here. One's a Goliath. One is a halfling, and the other is a female tiefling. Uh, Their names are, if you'd like to write this down.
2: Wendell, Alton, and Mormo. Yes, I would.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The Goliath is Makingo, Growling Bear, Akinathi. I'll write that Uh in the chat later. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Perilu, Fishfinger, the halfling, and Asterix, a sorcerer. He says... I, I Hopefully, they got to the cave and were able. They, they had all the rations with them. I'm sure they, if they were able to find safety to still be alive, and suddenly he stops. It's like, shh. And he kind of like looks around. Everybody make a perception check.
0: 11.
6: Will you, ma- you make, or will you make Alandis? Yeah. 15.
4: Six. I rolled 18. A four for
2: uh, 11. <laughs>
4: 11. Okay.
1: He rolled higher than a 15?
2: Tracks. Tracks got eighteen, right? Yeah. You hear,
1: like a yowling. That is no Yeti, he says. And suddenly, from above the outcropping, two giant cats, mm-hmm. like white fur, they jump down and a, and they start at uh, like looking at you, and they rush at you. Roll initiative. No, oh, yep. my good rules had to come yep. to an end. Okay, Slush, what do you got? Fifteen. Oh come on. Let's see, Slush, fifteen. Kai, five. Five. Tracks. And eight. Fang. Ten. Okay. Donar. Nine. Nine. Okay, Slush, what do you do? They jump down. We're not. We don't have a map for this one. They're just okay. jumping down.
4: Uh, how far away are they?
1: Are they, like, on us? They were above the outcropping, so they're, like, I'm gonna say that he's, like, they're rushing at you, like, 25 feet away. Great. I will,
4: I'm gonna rush at the closest one to me with my Yukawa as, as, uh, I'm charging it, I whip the blade on the staff and make it become the Yukawa, and I'm just gonna mm-hmm. drive it right at it. Okay. It, like, screeches at you. You <laughs> say and make your attack roll cool. 15 15 hits score That's just 7 damage anything else no extra attacks or anything mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to do the action surge here and I'm going to attack it again That's 21 to hit 21 hits oh, All right for 11 damage that time Okay because
1: you ran up and met it in combat it stopped its charge. The other one charges past you and goes toward who's left. To tracks.
5: Yeah, one, that's two very yeah. tracks. One, two tracks.
1: You didn't even roll, did you? I, You're I just like, like uh, tracks. <laughs> I'm, ca- I'm counting, so it's Donard, tracks, Kai. Uh, but I mean,
6: honestly, it would make the most sense. He's a little guy. Easy prey.
1: And he rushes at you and, like, jumps in the air and pounces on you. He rolls a 16 to hit you. Get out of here with that 16. Okay. that was a bite. And then the claw is a dirty t- 20.
6: Yeah, 20's my armor class.
1: Okay, that is 6 points of slashing damage. Okay. Make a strength saving throw. Oh, shit. <laughs>
6: uh, that's a
1: 11. 11. Um, you fail and are knocked prone, and the Cat is on top of you, snarling, and like this drool coming down off of off its mouth onto you. And then it like rears back and makes a, a bite as a bonus of action on you. And that is a 24 to hit you. Oh, yeah. Only five points of piercing damage okay. for the bite. And it is Fang's turn.
2: Uh, Fang is going to rush the cat that's on tracks rearing up his mace like a baseball bat, and he's gonna fucking just drive it, try to push it off of tracks. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's gonna be a natural 20.
1: Yeah,
5: yeah. Yeah.
2: You needed that. I sure the fuck did. Alright, so that's a 1d6, we're gonna double that 11 points of damage okay and uh, does that get him off of tracks get yeah off he's, of tracks? You, you have all of his attention yes I'm gonna stand in front of tracks I'm gonna put myself between the cat mm-hmm. and him and uh, as a bonus action cast healing word on tracks. Thank you. Hey, Max at seven points. Nice, thank you.
0: Okay, Donar. Uh, Donar is going to run up to the cat that uh, Fang just attacked. Mm-hmm. And first, he is going to use his action to attempt to shove this thing to knock it prone. Nice. So, I'm going to do that's a strength check, yeah?
1: It's opposed athletics, yes.
0: Okay. Oh, okay, so it's a 13?
1: I just rolled a natural 20, so 23.
0: Hmm. Yeah, good. Great. Okay. Good for him.
1: Yeah, the cat, the cat on all four legs is kind of like, you know, cat. You kind of push a cat, and the cat kind of like does one of those. <laughs> just a little, but it's, it's, it's like so angry at Fang right now. It's like. Gotcha. Um, okay. Anything else, Donar?
0: Yeah, as, as a bonus action, I'm going to spend a key point to summon the arms of the astral self. Hell yeah. Do it. It's big, billowy. Purple black smoke arms. Mm -hmm. And I need the cat to make a dexterity saving throw with a DC 11.
1: Okay. DC 11. Yeah. Okay. It succeeded um, 13.
0: But if it made the saving throw, then nothing happens anyway. Nothing happens.
1: Okay. Excellent. Uh, Tracks.
0: Alright, so it's off me right now?
1: Yes. Well, you're prone on the ground underneath it basically, but it's not paying attention to you right now.
6: Okay. So. I'm going to draw my pistol, and while I'm kind of underneath it, I'm going to take a shot at his underbelly. Okay. That's going to be... Ooh, uh, 24. 24
1: hits. All right. He's going to get hit with 10 damage. 10 damage. Okay, it's still up.
6: And uh, so that's my turn. And then Alandi, as a free action, I'm going to say, Alandi! And Alandi is going to fire... A force strike. Okay. On her turn for. Nah, it's a 12. Misses. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, so yeah, that'll be it.
1: Uh, Kai. Alright. Not used to being dead last in a minute. I know,
3: right? That natural one didn't help. Kai is going to perform a series of hand gestures and cast Booming Blade. Okay. And will attack the one that is on, uh, slush okay all right so i will attack it and that's gonna be a 15 15 hits all right so that's gonna be uh nine points of piercing damage mm-hmm. and it starts to vibrate with uh thunder
4: got it it's intelligence is a four it has idea what's happening. top of the round slush so he's gonna get the flail in his left hand and a hand axe uh, in the right, and we're gonna do okay. some some dual wielding here. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. hit with the flail first. Uh, Fifteen. That hits. Or just six damage. Okay. And then the hand axe is twenty-two. It definitely hits. Man, just five damage on that one. Okay, it's hurt really badly, and looking like
1: it kind of wanted an out, it's looking for an escape. The cat is going to take a withdrawal, (laughs) and jumps away from you, and like jumps, actually kind of pounces back, and then starts running for the outcropping. About uh, 15 feet away, he'll be able to jump up on the outcropping above where Garrett is currently. The minute
3: it moves, it takes a d8 of thunder damage. At
1: seven. Okay. A nice little... Boom hits, and suddenly the Crag Cat just, like, takes two steps and falls over. Okay. The other Crag Cat sees that, it's like, it's like, and it's like its hair stands on end, and it takes off and does a withdraw action and runs away. Okay, Fang.
2: Uh... If it's running, Fang is not going to pursue, and... He'll help tracks up. Yeah. Uh, thank you. You alright? I'm
6: fine. Thank you for the healing That. And...
2: Do you need more?
6: I'm
7: alright, I'm alright. Anything
2: else, Fank? Uh scan the area, I guess, for any other threats. You just see the cat kinda like bloodied and beaten and running
0: away.
1: Um Donar, do you do anything?
0: Uh <laughs> no, he's not really gonna do much. He was raring to go to protect his pal, but uh, he's going to look at the cats running away and say, alright, yeah, we t- took care of them. And then he's going to work <laughs> on his shoving technique. Because it didn't
1: tracks <laughs> Trax, do you do anything?
6: No, I'm just going to kind of dust myself off.
1: Kai? Do nothing. Garrett, who spent this entire round reaching into like his bag, pulls out a crossbow and fires and shoots... The crag cat right in the skull as it's running away. As it turns to jump up, the crossbow bolt hits it right in the skull, and ah, it falls over. just dead. Nice shot, G. Oh. Thank you, thank you.
7: So, where were we? Let's get you home. After we get these adventurous.
1: Ugh. Uh, my leg is still broken. If you want to go to the mountain, I'll be right here.
2: You're quite sure you'll be okay?
1: I've been surviving on my own for, what is it, a ten day now? Do
3: you need any more rations or anything?
1: If you got anything warm, I'll take it. No, don't uh beggars can't be choosers. Do you have a weapon? I have lots of weapons, definitely. Attaboy. And he like crossbow bolts pulled to him and he draws crossbow and he has daggers, throwing daggers, and he has a scimitar.
2: Fang will reach down, he'll pat him on the shoulder, and he'll say Stay safe, my friend and uh just in character Fang would give him the Vigilant Blessing f- f- so he has advantage on his next initiative role that nice. we n- will never see on camera or on podcast. <laughs> but You'd never uh, know. Fang leaves him with a little help, if he can.
1: You see the steep climb ahead, and I need everyone to make um, a Strength Athletics check.
0: I would try to help... Yeah, if completed. anybody's small wants yeah, to. I once, can do some help. help. Well, I
6: got a 14, but Ooh. I probably could use the help still.
3: Nat 20. Nice.
0: nice. That's a 21 for Donor. Uh, uh 21 for me as that's well. That's a okay. 10 for Fang. Oh,
2: man. Off his game.
1: You still... Oh, Fang, you still make it, though. The 10 is what you needed. Tell me if anybody... Fit. You make it up about... This is actually becoming almost like a sheer climb. It's just like... It's almost like at a Like, just a slight angle from vertical, and you're able to, like, find handholds and, like, places where you can rest for a second, but it's you're almost climbing straight up. Um, Nobody failed, correct? I don't think so. No. Yeah. Okay, these are counting as group checks. So what happens if half of you fail? Then uh, a problem happens. So (laughs) make your second
4: group check.
0: Another 21 for Donar. 11. Plus
4: got a 9. And the
0: nine? Oh no.
4: Fang? Seven. Seven? Ah! <laughs> okay. Oh,
2: no.
5: Something's
3: Don't happening. Okay. Not um... <laughs> <That> strong, boys. <voice.
5: laughs> I know what's yeah, happening. Right. The, three,
1: the, the three of you who failed, you make no progress up. Like the other two, like, make up a little bit and you look down and it looks like I have to go back and help them up a little bit. Yeah. The three of you have one level of exhaustion. Oh man. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> I
1: remember that. Yeah. yeah, make a sec your second group uh, climbing check, athletics
2: check, and we have to make it a disadvantage.
1: Uh, because you, yes, because you are at gotcha. one level of it. Yeah. Oh, and eighteen. An
6: eight. That's a seven. Our con on I got three. a nine again. Uh,
3: natural one. Oh, fuck. Hey, uh, okay. somebody pick B. him up.
1: Okay, you can, uh, the three people who failed, you are at an additional exhaustion level, and you've wasted another hour trying to climb up. You're just like it's getting up, and you're having to, like go back now. to find a different path. Um, how many levels of exhaustion is it? Who's at two levels? Slush
2: is at two. I'm at one. Sorry, I just got the oh, one. Okay,
1: again, the second of three successes. <laughs> make your rolls as you're trying to climb up this. Perilous climb. We
3: can do it. Oh, Oh, it's it's a 9!
6: Oh, that's better.
1: 14. 11. Okay, that's a success.
4: 10.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. Yes. Okay. So, the third of these group checks. Oh, no. Go for it.
0: 13.
4: 4. 0. 5. 24. Okay.
2: I have a negative two to strength. If shrink. you fail, take an, another <sighs> level of exhaustion. And what was it I missed also? What what happens when you have two levels?
1: Two levels is your speed is halved. Oh, okay. Three levels is disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. Yeah. Oh. Nobody's at three, right, is oh. it? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> uh, thir- here's the third, hopefully successful, group climbing check.
0: That's a nine. Fifteen. Come on. Fourteen. 15. 11. 15. I didn't hear any single digits. Woo. I, I, I yeah. had a nine, yeah. but everybody <laughs> else
1: was great. Yay! Okay. After several, several hours of this climb, you pull yourselves up to the top. Ugh. And you see there's this trail where... The snow's quite not quite as thick up here. It looks like it's more like frozen. It's like crunch ice. The snow's frozen and crunchy. And you see about fifty yards ahead a fifteen foot high, ten foot wide cave mouth. And you see red blood in the snow, some distance from the cave entrance. And from and then from inside the cave, you hear
7: help, help. Ah. I don't think I'm mentally or physically prepared for this right now. And that's where we're going to end for oh the god.
2: We're in oh the best boy. shape
3: for this. <laughs> that's great.
2: I have no spell <laughs> so slots. Tired.
4: Two levels yeah. of exhaustion.
2: Oh my god. Yeah, we're nobody's heroes right now. Yeah. But...
4: How do we get back down?
2: <laughs> uh, you could jump.
4: <laughs> that's true. Oh, yeah. Parachute. Give me, give me a, give me
6: a rest, and we can, we can just, <laughs> we down just down yell down. back to them like,
2: we're resting. We'll be
7: right in. <laughs> we'll be right
5: there. <laughs> you
6: if it's just like eight hours. Hold them off for
2: eight hours. you you would need two long rests for two levels of exhaustion, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow.
5: Sixteen
2: yep.
1: hours.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, great game.
5: Yeah, was great game, was it was good. Let's right, jam. Thank you, Ron.
2: <laughs> oh. I like the, the hint so of the, the Yeti and the the Battlehammer clans. Like I like how it's all connecting. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. I'm
1: excited. It's all connected. I'm excited for where we're headed. Um, I did not know whether there was going to fight breakout at the castle. Yeah, we yeah. didn't need anything. Write. I was like ready for anything. Oh, it's to go. really debating, just killing them all. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there were so many of them.
1: Do we have any announcements, any beer recommendations for the evening?
3: Well, we've got a uh, Nashville tennessee brew bearded irish Ooh, the uh escape nice. artist
2: several of us are uh, feel like it's very yeah. Tie. tennessee exactly.
3: yeah yeah i'll pick so, it up uh, double ipa very nice very tasty
2: get some
0: Excellent.
3: thank you blake
0: i uh made my first recipe out of heroes feast the official DD cookbook uh, it was so exciting because it's happening in the game and it's happening in real life. And uh, you're a fantastic
2: right. chef in the game and in real life. That's thanks, exciting. man. Exciting.
0: I appreciate it. I uh made the Symbian honey glazed rothe ribs, and I looked it up, and a rothe is kind of like a like a big old ram, like a mm. big old big old ram. I not think of so. <laughs> <Nice. I couldn't laughs> a synonym. It sounds delicious. Yeah, it was great. It was, I mean, just low and slow oven baked ribs. And I delivered cool. some to Ron, and I think they went yep. over pretty well. Oh, they went God. over
1: really well. They were so good. I, I would have, I, I was going to eat on, like, because I didn't know what they were going to be until they right. showed up. And I was going to, like, I'm going to eat some so I can actually have, like, the experience of tasting it on camera. But then I was like, stream. it's ribs.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, ribs. is
2: the messiest thing ever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Mouth sounds and, like, hand grease, all that. <laughs> I'm gonna make some more as uh, as the it's, it's set into sections. That was from human cuisine, so I'm looking into elven cuisine next. Ooh, look for! I'm just looking at the elven bread. you, yeah. should, tr- you mm. should check that out and see if it's any good. I think there is elven bread in here. No starter salads and stuff. Yeah, and you're, you're making a video
1: starter. of this too, so we can watch watch the yeah. cooking <laughs> process. The
0: cooking process was a uh, disaster that turned out okay. So <laughs> uh, look for that on Twitter. It's probably out actually with the release of this episode. There's a whole chapter on ales and
1: yeah. Should it be a pairing, a beer pairing with that? Oh
6: yeah. Send me send me a mixed drink and I'll make that next
0: next week. On it. Uh, I really. I just turned to the potion of restoration as yes, Trax as the alcoholic. There you go. Yeah. There's a whole uh, thing on on cocktails and and ales and things like oh. that. So I'll send you some good stuff. Yeah.
1: Fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Great job. Thanks, Paul, for doing that. Yeah. Thanks for the ribs. The ribs were delicious. So oh, good. hell
0: yeah. I'll find a way to like mail everybody's something. <laughs> <weird>. <laughs> I can drive it over to Josh and I can mail stuff to Kentucky and New York.
1: Uh, anybody else have any announcements? Well, let's go ahead and wrap it up.
0: Hey, everybody. My name is Paul. I've been playing Donar, Dracodonian, the chef. Uh, You can follow me on social media at ThePaulGary. DM me and uh, tell me what you would do if you found out that your uh, one rack of ribs was actually three while they were in the oven. (laughs) Because that's what I did. (laughs) Hang on. Wait, what? Watch the video and find out. (laughs) We'll talk later. We'll talk later.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, I have been Ross and I am playing Fang. Uh, Thank you for listening. Follow me on Twitter at griffrm RM. And uh hit up that Severed Suns D D as well. On Twitter.
3: It's Blake the Kai. <laughs> the Kai. <laughs> there the it Kai. Is. That <laughs> That's it. Only one. And uh you can follow me on Twitter at uh Blake G underscore seventeen. Let's talk about beer. Let's talk about anime, you know,
4: since we're just <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: embodying that in the campaign.
4: And uh yeah. Oh, it's my turn. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I'm Josh. Uh, I've been rocking uh, Slush the Turtle Fighter, taking on giant cats on his zone is what we do. Rock yeah. turtle. Uh, you can follow me at JoshNaround88 on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, I also have my podcast, The Broke-Ass Gamecast, which Woo-hoo. you can find on any of the major podcast platforms. We've had Woo. Paul Gary on the show before. It's yeah. real fun. We like to talk Smash. We like to talk cheap games. Uh, it's a it's a pretty fun time. So come check us out. I hear Paul Gary is a big Smash player too. I hear he's really good.
2: Oh, I yeah. I play some Smash. We Paul, gotta play. As we got once. Paul wants. Gary knows how to Smash. We gotta yeah, get you on the too. show
4: to talk about <laughs> Sephiroth sometime soon. Uh, Sephiroth, Sephiroth
2: is awesome. <laughs>
6: Sephiroth hey it's Zach playing tracks the cobalt garbage um
2: <laughs> Zach world
6: ten on twitter uh I, st- I, st- I still i've only gotten one insult uh to use in game and it's been from from ross so uh we can so please, on here. just uh, you know sh- shoot me shoot me your your cleverest insult and i'll i'll, I'll find a way to use it and don't worry, I will
4: find a way to use I it. I think it's even better if they're not clever.
7: Like, bitch <laughs> ass. You know ass. what, yeah,
4: send me, <laughs> <laughs> send me your dumbest.
6: Send me your dad joke insult. Yeah. Okay.
1: Oh puns. Let's do puns. it. Puns. Um... Hi, and uh, my name is Ron Murphy, and you can find me on Twitter at Ron88KeysRBDM. Uh, Please subscribe and leave us a review on Podchaser or Apple Podcasts, and share us with all your friends. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at SeveredSunsDND. Thank you to Wizards of the Coast, DND Beyond, Roll20, and thank you to Sirenscape and to Monument Studios for the amazing sound effects and music. Stay frosty.
0: If the last two years have taught me anything, other than the fact that I'm never actually gonna make sourdough bread at home, it's that human beings thrive in communities of like-minded people. We may not be able to see the people we care about every day, but the internet has ways to bridge the gap. That's why I'm inviting you to join the Severed Suns Discord, where members of our awesome community talk about whatever's on their minds. Anime, video games, art, theater, D&D, of course. And very serious channels, like Zach's Saggy Curtain and Josh's Squeaky Chair. I'm tearing up already. The Severed Sons Discord is a way for all of us to connect in a time when Zoom calls are tough to schedule, but apps are easy to open. You can find a link to our Discord in the link tree in our Twitter bio. We hope to see you in the server. Until then, stay frosty.